if Will Levis is QB1 for the Tennessee Titans, they must add speed to this wide receiver core. Michigan's Roman Wilson should be high up on the Tennessee Titans radar. And we're going to tell you why next on Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos, and is always followed and always tapping in with your boy, Keith Sanchez, Mr. LSU. We are National Scouts and Senior Draft Analysts for the Draft Network, and you guys already know Keith is the one with the ring, the 2019 LSU National Champion with them, LSU Bengal Tigers. Guys, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers, man. But Keith, it's happy Monday. You know what we type, what we like to do on Monday show, Keith. Tell the people what we got coming up. What's up, Locked On family? For today's show, man, we have our Monday recap. So you know what that means, right? We get draft radar. We get stock up, stock down, and then we get the game ball. But DP, before we get this thing started, man, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to Faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Keith, a, an action pack week 10 of college football where we saw draft prospects ball out big time, right? Saturday, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Saturday, you know, mid, mid evening, and then Saturday night, Keith. So when you look at the draft radar, Who's on your radar? What what prospect are you matching with the team this week? DP, my, my player team matchup for, for this week, it, it'll be Travion Henderson, man. This is a player um who we both thought would be RB1 coming into this year, right? He was like, okay, did, I think skill set-wise, this guy has the best ability, right? Like, he, well, his, his, his skill set is, is probably higher than everybody else's. And he had fairly slow start, DP. And you're talking about a slow start, right? You're talking about against Indiana, right, 12 rushes, 47 yards, Youngstown State, five rushes, 56 yards, um, Western Kentucky, 13 rushes for 88 yards, right? But then you, you turn on that Notre Dame game, and that's when the switch kind of hit DP, and I feel like he fell into a rhythm, so he went 14 carries for 100 yards. Then he finished that up, Wisconsin, 24 carries for 162 yards, and, get, and then this past week, DP, 22 rushes for 128 yards against Rutgers, and, and he kind of he, – he's – they're featuring him more in this offense, and they're finally feeding him the football, right? Because not only are is the rushing yards going up, right, but it's, it's it's the carries that's going up. And you see that he's becoming more of a feature part. They try to do this kind of split backfield situation. But now I think it's becoming clear and evident to the coaching staff also who's the better running back, right, and who should we just give the carries to. So my, my I say all that to say this. Trevion Henderson – with the Washington Commanders, DP. Listen, I think Sam Howell has the goods. I think he's an NFL starting quarterback. That's what I believe at this at this point, right? I think he's yeah. shown that, like, hey, I'm a, I'm a capable, I'm a competent NFL quarterback, not a ceiling. Let's see with him and be Eric be enemy and what that kind of combination looks like. They have Terry McLaurin, right? They have Curtis Samuel. They have Jahan Dotson. You have the receivers. Now you have to become balanced, DP, that just in case Sam Howell doesn't have – 
his his fastball. He doesn't have the curveball going in that game, right? He can still turn around and pass it all to a highly talented running back. Brian Rob, listen, th- this running back situation has been weird for a couple years, right? They yeah. they had uh you know just how they the running back share and who they had at running back. It's been a while since they've had a true bell cow at the running back position. Maybe I don't know, like a difference maker DP. And I'm thinking about with this commander's team. Has it been since Alfred Morris, right? When he was running for 12, 1300 yards? When was the last like mm-hmm. high level come Washington running back? It's uh, it's hard to remember. Yeah, it, I feel it, like it's got to go back some years. <laughs> <laughs> it may be since that point. So I want to give them a high level running back, Trivion Henderson, and maybe you don't have to draft him in the first round. You might be able to get this guy in the second round. You mm-hmm. add him into that, and then now I think you have a balanced offense moving forward. All these are young guys. All these are highly talented guys. And then you you surround Sam Howell with a good running option and a good um a good receipt good receiver core. And I, I think to your point too, Keith. Like the way, like, like, remember last year, they, they already had Brian Robinson Jr. They in the l- late rounds, they added Chris Rodriguez, who was like, Okay, this is redundant because you're not adding any juice or explosiveness mm-hmm. or any pass catching yeah. ability to your running game, right? Uh, Antonio Gibson was supposed to be there, Pat. There, that was a guy Ron Rivera compared to Christian McCaffrey, and they never we never saw that unfold for this offense, right? So, I think you put Travion Henderson in there, and, and like with this young man's full skill set. Like and him now being, he's getting the NFL workload, Keith. Well, I think he's got like almost sixty touches over the last two weeks for mm-hmm. over two hundred, uh, well, over four uh, two hundred total yards of offense for the back for back to back weeks. You know, so against Wisconsin and then against Purdue this past weekend, I like that, Keith. I like that a lot. Like I said, at the end of the day, you you can pair him with Brian Robinson and allow Brian Robinson to kind of be that more change of pace hammer style where maybe mm-hmm. he's the one toting the rock on your your six minute offense in the fourth quarter you're up 10 trying to put away the dallas cowboys philadelphia eagles or the new york giants in your division you see, cowboys fans gonna be like why you started with the cowboys i, I know I, 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 sorry. <laughs> dallas fans I ain't mean that. Um, <laughs> but for me keith like i said in the cool open man it, it's it's very simple roman wilson to the tennessee titans if will levis is you know one thing that will levis has brought back to this Tennessee offense and, and and Ryan Tannehill never had it even when he had AJ Brown is even with the run game dictating what type of defensive looks you're going to see right because in, in the NFL today Keith what are we seeing from defenses we're seeing two high covered shells we're seeing teams saying no we're going to play too high we want to take away the explosive plays if you're if you're confident and if you are patient enough slice us it kill kill us with a thousand cuts right mm-hmm. and Every offense is not built for that, right? Some guys are like, man, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to push it. And with Tannehill, he never had, he never was able to effectively push the ball down the field and take those one-on-one advantages with the accuracy, things of that nature. Will Levis brings that big long ball, that big arm, just like the power that he's able to easily generate, man, to push the ball down the field. We saw it his first start against uh, the Atlanta Falcons, right? And we saw the arm talent even Thursday night at times versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they don't have any juice, really. Like, you know what I mean? You're, you're trying to isolate DeAndre Hopkins, who can barely separate one-on-one. Joey Porter had him locked in. Like, you know what I mean? He was in hell with Joey Porter, man. That young man was playing out of his mind. Traylon Burks can bring you that big boy mentality of being able to go up at the catch point, but that's where, for me, Will Levis was never a great passer outside the numbers unless guys had a step or two. But you know what he's really good at, Keith? The the horizontal explosive plays. Going back to his time at, at Kentucky, 
whether it was Wandale Robinson, uh, Tavion Robinson, Dane Key, Barry and Brown, those deep crossers and deep benders off the heavy play action, where it's cover one and you got the bend, you got the post coming backside, then you got the, the deep over coming from, from the opposite, opposite side of the formation. Roman Wilson can fill that need for them, Keith, because they don't have that right now. Kyle Phillips can be that route runner, but they don't have anybody with the speed. And I think Roman Wilson's he, he this, I would not be surprised if he's a four three guy. I'm pretty sure he he ran four three coming out of, out of high school. This is mm-hmm. a burner. He's a blazer. And for this offense, if you want to go, Derrick Henry's going to be there. I expect DeAndre Hopkins, who wasn't traded, right? They, they I think they're going to keep both of those guys there next year to continue to lighten the load and allow Will Levis to take baby steps and grow. Well, got guys, you got to give him an explosive weapon now. Give him somebody that can stretch the field. Right, and you can design things to get Roman Wilson one on one outside if you want. Right, reduce split, nasty splits inside the numbers, and get him up on the safety. And if that four three kid is running head on to a safety that's in a back footed, uh, back pedal, flat footed back pedal, oh, let that thing go, Will. Let it ride. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what you did yep. versus the Falcons. So I think Roman Wilson, the wide receiver from Michigan, who's emerged as their true wide receiver one. Put him in uh in Tennessee, and I, I feel good about what he can do for that offense. DP, I, I, I like the Roman Wilson and the Tennessee Titans fit. And, th- and this is why when you're talking about Ryan Tannehill, right, and then they're transitioning into the Will Levis era. If you keep, I feel like if you keep the same weapons and the same ideology, right, and approach with this offensive structure, you may potentially just get Ryan Tannehill out of Will Levis, right? Because we talk about the big arm and the strong arm, but if you don't have the weapons for him to be able to get the ball down the field to those guys, we're kind of seeing a situation of, and then what, right? It's like him having yeah. this, this, this. Uh, you know, you always talk about superpowers and next level things, but if you can't use them, then he's just a regular person, right? If he doesn't have anybody to take advantage of him. And, and just even Roman Wilson in the short area field, right? Like the short area quickness and being able to get the ball out to him quickly, there's a guy that... Give him an easy throw, right? Like if, if something simple, five-yard slant, if he's a guy that can take it 40, 50, as a quarterback, you take it. Because you want to why? It shows up good on your stat sheet, right? So you're definitely taking that. Thing. And last point, this is the Tennessee Titans, DP. You look at them and the way they're currently constructed, right? And, you know, just have a little fun with this conversation. They're probably one of the last teams you pick to play with on Madden, right? Because you're like, this is not fun, right? We got to turn Fact. around. We got to hand the ball off 40 times to Derrick Henry. And then take maybe one shot play, you know what I'm saying, with D Hop and see what happens, right? That's just not very fun. So I, I like the 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 ability to add an explosive weapon to the Tennessee Titans. Roman Wilson is that explosive weapon, so I think that's a really good pair. But DP, let's keep this thing going. Let's keep it flowing, man. It's a stock up, stock down conversation that's coming up next. I was telling everybody, man, stay tuned because I'm gonna talk some Jaden Daniels. I want to have a really good conversation about this because I'm trying to figure out, right. Where do I fall with Jaden Daniels, man? Somebody posted talking about him putting up Lamar Jackson-esque numbers. It's like, am I buying in on that yet, right? So I want to talk about this. So let's talk about Jaden Daniels and his stock up, stock down conversation. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. Guys, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team 
faster and for free. It's really easy. All you have to do is create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs, then add your purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Then you have simple tools at your disposal, like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill set and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and or higher. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Guys, LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Guys, the stock market always opens up every Monday morning here on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. And Keith, you you, you kind of teased to it, right? Jaden Daniels, right? And he was your make a statement player from Friday's episode. You said he mm-hmm. needed to go out and make a statement, Keith. What statement did he make to you? He, he made a statement. And, and, and the statement is, is that he's a baller, DP. Now, this is the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, right? So there are different elements to this. Jane Daniels is a is a high he, he's reached the point to where he's become a high level college quarterback, right? And I don't know if I would have said that two years ago when he transferred from Arizona State, right? But he's reached that point. He's developed. This is a really good offense for him. He's reached that point where you can say this is a high level NFL quarterback, right? Now, my question is this, DP. I, I get stuck, right? Because when we're projecting him to the NFL. Is like because he has two really good weapons in Malik Neighbors, right? I, I would say three, right? Malik Neighbors, um, the tight end Mason Taylor, right? Like Jason, Jason Taylor's son, and then you have Brian Thomas, right? And he throws a beautiful, accurate deep ball, right? Now I'm stuck at is working the intermediate parts of the field. Can he do that? And I talked about the Lamar Jackson comparison, right? I want to transition from the passing to the run game. He has comparable stats to Lamar Jackson and what he's doing in the SEC running the football DP but I don't know if I see Lamar Jackson because I see him take some big time hits and I'm not just talking about the last hit of the game um that you know ultimately took him out of the game right because he was in the pocket throwing the football I'm talking about if you go watch LSU football games like I'm talking about from week one with Florida State, when they picked him up and threw him out, like he he takes big time Missouri, right? He he took another big time hit. He takes big time hit at the big time hit. So when I'm projecting him as an NFL draft prospect, I always lean on a film. And you know how I am, DP. I am heavy on like just having seen you done it already, right? And he's done it in college football. But I have a little bit of this, like, ah, like you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's yeah. when I get close to DP. I'm like, I don't all the way know where I'm at with Jaden Daniels. So I wanted to say stock up for him. I'm just trying to see where am I trying to place that stock. And I thought it was a really good adult conversation to have because th- this is why we do this, right? To have these conversations. And I think when as talent evaluators, when we get to this point, I think this is the fun part, right? When we try to like, yeah. all right, we, we got to really flush this thing out. So DP, I want to get it from your perspective on what I just said and then just how are you playing this game with Jaden Daniels. Man, I mean, I'm I'm with you. Like he's got to he's got to protect himself. Like he takes every single week. He takes some crazy unnecessary shot. It's in the in the run game. Like if he's out in open field, like you got to protect. He's tough as nails. But I, I think I saw some throws last night where he's fitting it into tight spaces. He was kind of mm-hmm. targeting the middle of the field more, you know, on, on Saturday night and just 
I think for me, Keith, like he, he was mostly getting it to Malik Neighbors. You, you couldn't get Brian Thomas going in that game, right? But that's a really good defense from from that Nick Saban has with Alabama. So I think he's a I think he's a really good college quarterback who has the tools to succeed in the NFL. Now it's the main thing is just like kind of honing him in to hey, like we're not going to take some of these shots, not, not gonna take some of these these chances, right? But I think the arm talent is there. Of course, the mobility. I don't. Lamar is such a man. Listen, that's a different dude. Yeah, man. You know I, I can't. I ain't, I'm not trying to put nobody in that that stratosphere with Lamar right, Jackson. So, right, um, it's, it's, I, I can't go Lamar there. I've seen. I saw that tweet though. Somebody even tweeted at me about that. They was like, I, I think I saw he's going to run like a four four eight, isn't he? And somebody like you know was like, man, I think he's going to run faster. Somebody invoked Lamar Jackson's name. And I'm like, oof, that's a little that's a little rich there, Keith. But I, I think he's I think he going he's going to be at worst, a second-round pick and, and and go to a team and have the chance to be their franchise quarterback, will it, you know, will it uh, reveal itself? We'll see. But I think he's got the tools to do it. So are, are you in on it, right? Like, are we talking about, like, uh, like you're, you're optimistic about it? And, that, and that's yeah, what I'm trying no, to figure out. Like, okay, I want to just see if this game is translatable because if Jaden is, 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 is in a weird spot, right? And I, I feel like Jaden is almost – I don't say the perfect case study because we've had a transition, right? From running quarterbacks when you had your Dennis Dixons and your, you know, like all like that era, right? Where it was yeah. running quarterbacks. And then there was a shift, right? To where it was like true dual threats, right? To where now, you know, like you got your Josh Allen's and your Jalen Hurts and those guys that can actually, you know, that can throw the football. Also, does Jaden Daniels have that next level to unlock to be a true dual threat? Because right now I, I do think he impacts the game with his own. Don't get me wrong, right? I'm not saying that. But I think the element of him running the football is what changes the game right now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's the part that kind of becomes the backbreaker. And I don't. I'm, I want to see like, is the running ability special enough to where you can put him in that next level of like, okay, this guy will be able to do this in the NFL and and be totally fine. No, no, man. That's a that's a fair thought, Keith. The the just kind of seeing. Like watching him, I think he had like what over 200 yards passing, he had like 160 or something like that rushing. Like he was, he was truly like emphasized the dual threat ability. But I, I definitely wanted to see him get the ball to spread the ball out more. Now he had a couple of drops. I think Mason Taylor had a couple of drops in that game. Yeah, yeah. Mason Taylor been like big for drop. big first downs and stuff. So, but you know, just not able to get Brian Thomas. It's typically Malik Neighbors and Thomas going at the same time, and he couldn't get both of those guys operating. Uh, the, you know, the defense didn't allow him to. So, you know, you'd definitely like to see that. But, uh, Keith, my stock up guy, man, I, I got to go to Ole Miss. And, and this, this is why, this, again, we talk about wide receivers a lot. This class is loaded. Keith Rosen. Trey <laughs> Harris, Keith. Trey Harris, 6'2", 205. He's got 38 receptions, 749 receiving yards, seven touchdowns, 20 yards per catch. Coming off a game this weekend against Texas A&M, which was a shootout, 38 to 35, 11 receptions, 213 yards, over 19 yards per, per catch, and he had a touchdown. Keith, he mossed those defenders multiple times. And for those who are watching on YouTube, they'll be able to see the graphic where he OBJ'd one of those DBs on the sideline. He also mm -hmm. OBJ'd in the back of the end zone, but the ball was too high. He, he grabbed the ball. He just couldn't get his feet in bounds. This young man had some outrageous plays and when you think about this draft you know having the receivers that has the side nfl size height weight length 
athleticism, but also ball skills and leaping, leaping ability. You can throw him in into that into that bucket. And the crazy thing about it is, for him to put, be as productive as he's been and as good as he's been, he doesn't get a lot of a lot of t- a lot of talk or a lot of love. And I wanted to make sure we showed him that type of love. Keeping one more, Lad McConkey, man. You know what I'm saying? Like for for the Georgia Bulldogs, Keith, Lad McConkey. But he was hurt kind of the start of this season. But you know, two weeks ago when he finally got back healthy, he came back against Florida. Six receptions. 135 yards, 22 and a half yards per catch, and a touchdown. This past weekend in a big game versus Missouri, where I truly believe if, if Lab McConkey doesn't play, they end up losing this game. Seven receptions, 95 yards, almost 14 yards per, per catch. This young man is a baller. And, I, and for whatever reason, there's a lot of people sleeping on him, not wanting to give him his credit. Now, this, this young man can run routes. He's an explosive athlete. He's competitive at the catch point. He's got body control and functional strength to, to play in a, uh, in a myriad of alignments. Th- this young man is, is one of the better receivers in college football that just doesn't get <clears throat> the, the, the love that he deserves. No, I, I agree 100%. He was a guy that, and, and I obviously, you know, we have to update things at, you know, at the draft network and everything, but he was a guy that was like, okay, this is a top 100 player. When you actually watch him individually, right, and, and don't focus on who the quarterback is and the offensive line, you just watch him as an athlete and, and what he operates, like kind of put it in a vacuum, right? You're like, oh, wow, this dude is very talented. Like, this is a, this is a really good athlete. And I think so, he returns I, punts and kicks, too. Yeah, yep, he, he does it all, man. So some team is going to find a gem, man. We'll, we'll see if his stock continues to rise, you know, through the draft process or if he's just going to be a locked-on NFL draft guy. But DP, I'm going to just wrap it up real quick so we transition. Texas wide receiver A.D. Mitchell, right, just coming on strong. We know Xavier Worthy. We know Jatavian Sanders. But A.D. Mitchell is making – and you're talking about big wide receivers, DP. There's another guy listed at 6'4", 195 pounds, right? He can take the top off the defense. Um, You know, to say he's so tall, DP, he really gets in and out of his breaks. He's a very – smooth and fluid route runner right and you really like that now the thing what i want to see is his ability to beat press coverage right and because it's a lot of off coverage you know the big 12 how they present things stuff like that but man if you get this guy free access and just let him get into your defense he's not going to you're not going to see wow that guy's explosive but he's going to get the job done right he's just such a, a smooth fluid guy and then i think his strides they probably eat up defenders cushion quicker than what they think right because he's a taller guy and take the top off so i'm expecting him to put up some good testing numbers also but dp let's keep this thing going coach dp coach k we're making an appearance our first appearance of the week man we're hopping into that locker room we're passing out game ball so stay tuned see who gets the game ball this week we're at the halfway point of the NFL season. Guys, go ahead and score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers, brand new customers, I'm talking about new signee, new signed up, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Let me repeat that. Brand new customers can get $150 in bonus bets back with any winning $5 dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins so first off if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel first question why are you thinking stop thinking and go do next thing is guys there's no better time or place to get in on the action the app is super easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over unders and so much more so all you have to do is go visit fanduel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season go visit fanduel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL.
Coach K, when you talk about your week 10 of college football, game ball, who you giving it to? DP, I am going into the Alabama locker room, the Saturday night showdown, DP, and I'm handing it to who to the quarterback, number four, Jalen Miller, right? He went 15 or 23, DP, 219 yards, didn't have any touchdowns passing, didn't have any interceptions, right? But when you look at the rushing numbers, DP, 20 carries, 155 yards, and four touchdowns the young man put it on his back literally and, and just just tucked the football and ran right and, and it's 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 so fun and i'm glad that this story is turning out like this right because mm-hmm. you've seen what happened early right he was in an offense that didn't fit him and those of who listen to this podcast know how i feel about coaching coaching arrogance right and not fitting the the scheme around your players because you should just be able to evaluate the talent that you have and call plays that fit them and the maturation process and just how this thing has evolved for Alabama, I think if they played LSU week two, you're not getting those type of stats from Jalen Miro, DP, because I don't think they call enough run plays to even right. do that. But they're finally figuring out who Jalen Miro is as a player, and he's showing us. So I want to hand him game ball because he put it on his back, right? You didn't – you don't have any touchdowns throwing, but you also didn't hurt your team with any interceptions either, right? And then to make those key plays running the football – it matters, right? It all counts as another win, and we'll just keep this thing going. We'll keep it forward, and guess what? People are going to want to bring the conversation up, Jalen Hurts, stuff like that. Jalen Hurts started off as probably as a, a throwing quarterback, I mean a running quarterback, right, and had to develop the other element of his passing game. So when I give him the game ball, it's not that, hey, I think this guy should come out in the draft, right? No, nah, I think you should come back at least one more year, right, and continue to work this thing out. But to say that, hey, you are that established threat, and, and people have to account for you in, in both aspects of the game. I want to give my game ball to, to Jalen Miro. You balled out, man. It was Saturday night. You couldn't lose that game. You knew that LSU's offense was explosive. I think it was, what, the end of the third quarter, and they were losing 28-21, mm-hmm. right? And you had to keep your composure and make good plays. No, he he, he showed that that mental fortitude, like and, and just that, that, that toughness, right? And you bring up Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts definitely was a running quarterback. And I would say right now, when – compared to where they were at the same time, Milrose a better passing than what Hertz was at the time. Cause mm. Hertz was still a lot, very robotic and his, and his throwing motion and kind of reading the field and everything. And he's made leaps and bounds type of strides, but that's why you have hope for Jalen Milrose as one of the top quarterbacks of the 2025 NFL draft, not this NFL draft guys, but next year, because the arm talent is better. He's a more explosive runner in terms of straight line speed than what Jalen Hertz is. And he, I probably would say he's probably a stronger runner because that speed that he has with his body type, he doesn't mind. Like, he trucked a couple guys on Saturday mm-hmm. night. So I think that's going to be big. Keith, for me, you talk about putting the team on your back. Man, when Washington and USC, they were out there like the, the 20, 2018 Rams and and and, uh, and Chiefs game where it was like 58, whatever, like <laughs> both teams scored 50. That was one of those games. But you're talking about Dylan Johnson, the running back for Washington. 26 carries, 256 total rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns. And for for and not only is he was he big and strong and he set the tone, Keith, when he broke through the first, the teeth of the defense, the first level, oh, he 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 was able to open that stride up. And you talking about we talked about uh Kalen Bullock a few times this year, especially in summer scouting, the safety. Who everybody believes is has the best range and best speed at the safety at the safety position. 
in the 2024 NFL class, he had to really hit it into hyper gear to catch him and stop him from hitting on some of those long runs that would have been touchdowns, right? But his physicality, the patience, the vision I saw from him, and when you gave when they gave him an alley, Keith, this young man had the speed to almost take it a distance if it wasn't for Kalen Bullock turning into the uh the uh, uh road runner to catch up to him, man. But that that was a uh, and Michael Penix and those boys, the passing offense was fine. They did what oh, they could do, right? But when they really needed to to really ice this game, not even just ice it, pick, like be balanced. And remember, I think this was something we talked about a couple weeks ago on the Saturday on Saturday live streams, which will be back this Saturday um, after a two week hiatus. Washington didn't run the ball a lot. I, if I remember correctly, they were more. Yeah, no, we definitely talked about it. They threw the ball all over the yard, and we were just like, when are they going to establish the run? Yep, no, that's and definitely. I mean, it could be an indicator. We know that USC's defense not great. That could I be it. VP, I think that's the other part, right? I yeah, think the, 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 the <laughs> offensive coordinator got there. They ran a the football. He was like, you know what we're going to do? Keep running the football, right? If it works, let's keep doing it, man. Because just to not have, stopped it that, yet. Right, and, and and you know just that mindset, and you have to think because you think about it. You on the opposing sideline, you're competing against Caleb Williams, right? So it's like high level matchup. You can probably put up forty points on the board, right? Like just start USC at thirty five to forty points. So it's like how do we keep up, right? And and sometimes you're like, okay, man, we got to throw to keep up. But to have the mentality to understand that, hey, we could just really run the football and put up crazy points, then that's a whole nother level. Um, you know, unlock man, and that's just shout out to Dylan Johnson, right? Being able to carry that team because it's very rarely that you see a shootout, and then there's a shootout off the back of what you know, one of the teams having a rushing attack like that, right? So, I, I, I'm, I'm both teams ran the ball, neither one of them wanted to play defense, yeah. No, nah, it, it was that was not happening, and they just consistently did it. So, but DP, you know, that that's Pac 12 football for us, right? We're talking <laughs> offensive fireworks, man. This is the last year of Pac 12, so we gotta enjoy it while we have it, man. We probably got a couple weeks left of the Pac 12, but DP talking about enjoying it, man. We enjoy doing this podcast, we enjoy talking to our everydays, man. I want to say shout out to our everydays. Thank you for tapping into us, man. I hope that the content is good. I hope that the conversations are good, man, because we're diving into this thing, right? Like, it's getting exciting. Like I said, the, the Jane Daniels conversation, the Dylan Johnson conversation, we may tomorrow, DP, we may have a Caleb Williams conversation on tap because it's, there's some things that need to be discussed, needs to be addressed with Caleb Williams and just the narrative out there now. But, man, I want to say shout out to every day. Thank you for tapping in. I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on not Twitter, X. Those on YouTube, we got the thing changed. So we have X now. You can find me on X at the Talent Coach. You can find DP Damian Parson on X at DP underscore NFL. That's a lot of letters in there, DP. There's a lot of letters in there. But, man, let, I want to say shout-out to y'all. Thank y'all for tapping in. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Like you said, thank y'all for being out every day and making Locked on NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. You know that we will have, you know, we got a rookie report coming up on tomorrow's show. Like I said, we may get into some Caleb Williams. So you want to stay tuned and see what we have on tap for tomorrow. But come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.